Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go. Every day giftable. Every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, 
another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick, joined by our good friend Jim Zipcode from the RSR Boards. How you doing, Jim? Great, thanks. How are you, Ken? No complaints, n- none at all today. We had a, a, a furious set of podcasts around the roster building and then the practice squad and the cut-down day. And uh, it's nice to get back to just kind of a normal analytics discussion today. We're going to talk a little bit about something that um, is a pretty cool thing that I know both you and I have noticed about Lamar Jackson and counting run events which accrue from what starts out as a pass play. Yeah. All right. So here's what we, we, we talked about doing this, and you've heard me host people on the show before who have their analytics studies. So Jim is kind of an ideal guy to uh, be my host for an analytics study that I'm presenting here. And uh, I, what, I took, what I took a look at was all of the times that Lamar Jackson either scrambled or ran when the play was initially a drop back and not a designed run. So we're not talking about mesh plays. We're talking about plays where he dropped back in the pocket and then either ended up passing, which is most of those, but the ones I looked at were he either scrambled or was sacked. And one of the interesting things, you may have heard it me say it because I probably said it about four or five times on the show before, is that Lamar Jackson averaged approximately five yards per play on such runs in 2019, which to me was astounding. And we've got a uh, article out there on the website right now, filmstudybaltimore.com. You, the article is called A Compliment for Passer Rating, which now gives the complete set of quarterbacks who threw 100 or more passes in 2019. So you mentioned that five yards figure. Now, is that unusual? Like that sounds high, but like, what is that? What, what do the other guys have? Well, that's that's really the question. That's what I put out on the on the website was, uh, you know, trying to get to that number. Let me, let me talk through a little methodology, then we'll get to the results here at the end. But uh, but yes, it's a it's a very high number is the simple answer. So uh, Lamar Jackson uh, you know, had a 113 passer rating when he threw the football. but you know, when he's not passing, he also can make a contribution or, you know, could take losses on sacks, which are not included. And that's a, a common complaint about passer rating is it doesn't really have any recognition of sacks. Yeah. The other, th- the other thing is it doesn't have any rep- representation for scrambles. Now, that's not usually a problem for most quarterbacks because scrambling isn't a huge contribution for most of those guys. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. There's uh, you know, there's not too many guys with uh, a couple of hundred even scramble yards. Uh, Jackson had a relatively amazing total of 429 scramble yards. When you consider those are rush yards, those are a third of his rush yards. More than that came from scrambling. Right. And that was on 39 plays. So 11.0 yards per scramble for Lamar Jackson. That was matched by only one other quarterback. In the entire, oh, sorry, two other quarterbacks in the entire NFL, and I could probably give you ten guesses, and you wouldn't know who they were. Well, I've looked at your script, so maybe maybe the audience could should take the ten guesses, but I've seen your script. There you go. So Tom Brady had three for 33, 11.0 yards per per play, and the other one, Ryan Tannehill, 15 for 165. But of course, in terms of that's that's kind of like you know going one for one or three for three in a in a baseball game, it's not as impressive as hitting a thousand for an entire season, which Lamar Jackson's 39 for 429 is a, is a very beefy number. 
I'm sure the Tom Brady plays were uh, a big surprise. I can imagine like everybody has dropped dropped back deep on those plays. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what I'm looking at now is trying to combine the information from scrambles and the information from sacks because those are not included in passer rating. And so I said, okay, well, Lamar Jackson was sacked 23 times for 106 yards. Both those numbers, by the way, quite good. 23 sacks is, is a low end. Um, not, not tremendously low, but it's, it's a, he, he was sacked a 5.4% of pass plays, which is not bad. And the 106 passing uh, sack yards is very low for 23 sacks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, four and a half yards per sack, roughly. So he's doing so, a really good job of getting back, you know, almost to the line of scrimmage on a lot of those plays. Yeah, there you go. I mean, a lot of them really end up when you when you when you look at them, they they almost look like run plays. They're they're plays where he turned a force out of the pocket into kind of a run play that happened to be trapped behind the line of scrimmage for a slight loss. And that's a, that's one of the reasons why these seem to come together so easily. Those 23 sacks for minus 106 added to those 39 scrambles for 429 give us 62 for 323 net yards or 5.2 yards per time forced not to pass. That's what I'm calling the, the statistic here. If you sack or you scramble, you're forced not to pass. I thought I, I didn't couldn't think of a better thing, but I'm open to it because FNTP doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue. <laughs> so I, uh, in my own spreadsheet on this, I called it sacks and scrambles with an ampersand, sacks and scrambles, which is very informative, but also takes up a lot of space on the column. I like your FNTP. The other thing I like about it is 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 that I think that it underlines what we're looking at here. These are passing plays where the pass rushers won. You know, they beat the O-line. They got enough pressure on the quarterback to force him not to throw. And this is the result. It's either a sack or a scramble. And you're telling us that Lamar gained over five yards per play. So this is the defense winning and giving up five yards. That's right. So if you're if I played an old football game growing up called Sports Illustrated Football, and they had the college game at least had a, and I think the pro game as well, had a QT column, quarterback trap. And occasionally mm. you'd gain a positive yards, but usually that was about a one in six result. Most of them were big negative numbers and sacks and whatnot. And uh, and that's kind of what Jackson has been. His average quarterback trapped is 5.2 yards positive. And of course, that number in and of itself doesn't mean too much. We could look at it and say, hey, that'd be great for a running back as a rushing total. Right. But we really have to compare it to other quarterbacks to see just how good it is. And if you look at the average, and this is out on the website, so not the greatest medium to look at this. be wonderful if you could just pull it up while you're listening to the pod. But the average of the entire league was minus 1.3 on such plays, meaning their sack negative yardage exceeded their positive yardage from the scrambles that offset it. Right. And that would that's that's what we'd expect. Right. Like the, when the pass rush wins on those plays, you would expect that the offense is losing yardage unless the quarterback is Lamar. That's that's exactly true. And, uh, uh, you know, looking at down the list, you'll see that it grades off extremely quickly. So Lamar was at five point two yards per FNTP. Then the next best was Drew Locke, who. Barely met the requirements in terms of passes thrown. He threw 156 passes on the season, uh, but he had 16 times forced to pass. He's only sacked five times, scrambled 11 times for 74 for 3.0 FNTP. Then you have the great Jeff Driscoll at Detroit, 
with 105 passes thrown at 2.7 yards uh, per FNTP. He was no doubt forced to run a fair amount. Yeah. Uh, looks like he had short sacks and pretty good scrambles numbers too. So, you know, not a bad year certainly from Driscoll, but I don't think he'd be able to repeat it in a 400 or 450 pass year, that's for sure. Then the guy I think we all expect to be on the list is Patrick Mahomes at 2.2 FNTP. So, right. so, so this is a guy who is a tremendous athlete and excellent behind the line of scrimmage and excellent at all that stuff. And he's gaining two yards on these forced not to throw plays, not the five that Lamar is gaining. That's right. So 17 for 127 in sacks, which is outstanding for Mahomes in terms of keeping his sacks down and in a full season and 23 scrambles for 214, which is also good. Yep. But the net of that only 2.2 yards per FNTP. So now we get a better sense of just how extraordinary Lamar's season was. By the way, I don't think he'll ever repeat this. That is how how this really is a win for the defense here. They forced him not to throw, and on average, they've shut him down to about two yards on on plays like this. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's 40 plays out of the Chiefs' offense at 2.2 yards a play. You can, I'd, I'd say every defensive coordinator in the league would say, give me a double dose of that. Absolutely. Okay, Gardner Minshew uh, at 2.0 yards per play. It's one of the real surprises on this list. I noticed you had a post about it, uh, really trying to get people, I don't know, if to guess because you were providing the table, but uh, that Minshew would not have been a, somebody that people would have guessed would have been a regular and effective scrambler, but he was second in scramble yards in the entire league. Yeah, he also, I think he was first in number of mm-hmm. scrambles, uh, I think. Yeah, with 82, followed by Josh Allen. Well, 49 scrambles. 49 scrambles, I think that's the number you're looking for, right? Oh, you're looking for FNTPs. Yeah, sack fan yeah. scrambles. Sorry about that. Okay, so Russell Wilson led the league in times forced not to pass at 93. Russell Wilson is a guy, 48 sacks for 319. So he's, we've always known that Russell Wilson had kind of a high sack rate, holds onto the football, et cetera, et cetera. He offset that with 45 scrambles for 333. That nets out to 93 plays for 14 yards or 0.2 yards per play. Folks, that's not included in Russell Wilson's quarterback rating, but it is an enormous difference between him and Lamar. He does not manage the pocket very well, and it's weird because his reputation is otherwise. That's, that's very true. And, and you know, Seattle fans would say, oh, they built the offense around Lamar, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> Russell Wilson had 15.3 percent of the plays going for 0.2 yards per play. I mean, that's a big offensive detriment there. Yeah. Um, now, now, there are plenty of quarterbacks who had, you know, 10 to 15 percent of the plays going for negative yardage. So, you know, it's not like Russell Wilson is the worst by any sense. He's, in fact, 10th best in the league with that 0.2 yards per FNTP on the positive side. So I looked at the median of, uh, I have 34 players here, so I'm not sure if this matches the set you were looking at. Mm-hmm. I think I was looking at the, is that is that the same number? I was looking I, at the, I have 42, so I have everybody with 100 plus attempts. Okay, yep. I was looking at qualifiers for passer rating, which I think is a smaller number. And the median for these guys on these plays is negative 2.23 uh, yards per time forced not to pass. That's pretty pass. awkward. Yeah, yes. yards per sack and scramble. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I have here. I, a negative 2.2 because the number 21 is minus two and number 20 uh, 22 is minus 2.4. Yeah. So median of minus 2.2. Uh, 
And uh, right there, you're between Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Ryan when you look at the two guys who are defined the median. So as you would expect, when the pass rush wins and forces the quarterback not to throw, in general, the offense loses yardage, exactly what you would expect. But Lamar gains five yards on those plays because he's ridiculous. Yeah, just this is a to me, this was a really cool finding. It's something I definitely have not seen too many other people talking about. Lamar, I have seen you post about it and I've, I've uh, you know, tweeted about it some myself. Certainly mentioned on the podcast, but it's it's it, it should be people should be screaming this. This should be something yeah. we see on the bottom of the broadcast almost every Sunday in the NFL. 2019, 5.2 yards per, you know, sack plus scramble. Verified, right? Like you have to get to it. You have to work to get to it. But so so only eight players in the league were non-zero were positive, right? So Lamar, I have, I have oh, ten, but then I have Driscoll and Locke who didn't have a whole lot of passes. Gotcha. Okay. So in addition to Driscoll and Locke, there's Lamar, Mahomes, Gardner Minshew, Josh Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, Deshaun Watson, and Russ Wilson. Those are the guys. Those are the guys. And even Deshaun Watson, you know, another guy, actually very similar to Wilson, frankly. They had 40, 44 sacks and 44 scrambles, 48 and 45 for Wilson. But uh, he had 50 – sorry, he had 88 forced not to pass for 55 yards, 0.6 yards. And it, very much like Wilson, it's 15.1% of the plays. That is a enormous separation between those two similar quote unquote quarterbacks to Lamar Jackson and uh, uh, and Jackson. Nobody gives Jackson the credit that he deserves for managing the pocket as well as he does his controlled steps. Like uh, I watched a little bit of Deshaun Watson last year, a little bit of Russell Wilson last year, and it really struck me how much those two guys seem to run themselves into trouble. What Watson in, in the Ravens game, the thing that really struck me was a guy cannot keep his eyes downfield when he feels that Star Wars trash compactor pressure <laughs> around him. And it's, it's it's coming in very slowly. And like he's he's panicking and trying to run out of a pocket that's basically clean and uh, and having trouble with it. So they, they gave him a lot of troubles in that game. They did get some quick rushes on him, too. But uh, I thought I was very unimpressed with his ability to keep his eyes downfield. I was, too, in that game. Yeah, he looked he really looked terrible. So uh, I think a natural assumption would be that Lamar's athletic gifts are so great that he doesn't need to worry as much about the rush as other guys do. Like he can do less work and still keep himself clean than maybe you know, he can react later mm -hmm. and still be fine. I, I you know, I, I if I had to diagnose it, I'd say this. I think his his. Front side peripheral vision is excellent. A lot of quarterbacks are, are at least good in that. But it's on the back side where quarterbacks can get themselves into trouble when their own internal clock goes off. But his trust level with Ronnie Stanley is very high. And Ronnie Stanley is a good left tackle. is a great left tackle, but a, but a good left tackle specifically in terms of keeping his feet in the right places they need to be to keep himself between the defender and the quarterback. And he does so at the sacrifice of ground in the pocket. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect compliment to Jackson because Jackson can kind of feel Stanley and the pass rusher coming towards him rather than just feel the right arm club of the pass rusher hitting the football you right. know, in, a lot of, in a lot of cases uh, or being in constant fear of that. And I think that's helped Jackson escape either forward or right in the pocket more than other quarterbacks I've seen. I, yeah, I agree with that completely. I think a, a, another component there 
and this is very un uh, this is anecdotal, right? But very often, I think we've seen Lamar bring his eyes down to navigate a pocket and then reestablish a pocket and go back to looking downfield again. I think a lot of quarterbacks, when they break the pocket, they're done. But mm-hmm. occasionally, Lamar will reestablish himself and, in fact, throw. Yeah, well, we mentioned that about Watson. And, you know, this is a strange dichotomy, but one of the criticisms I have about Jackson, one of the few criticisms, is that he has not been a great traditional turn-your-back play-action quarterback. He's a great play-action quarterback in terms of using a two-handed ball fake, um, but they, you really have to separate those play-action types because you don't have to reacquire the field when you turn your back. But the thing you just mentioned is is reacquiring the field if you take your eyes off it. So you would think it'd be different, but there might be something about the entire 360-degree spin. Flacco, frankly, if, if you want to look for one thing he did better than Lamar, that was really it. He really was good at reacquiring the field after play-action. Yeah, I played the position longer, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I'm, so, I'm sure it's something Lamar will get better at as as time moves on. I mean, there's so yeah, many things he got he better was, at between 18 and 19. I think he was one of. I think there are only maybe only him or maybe only a few guys in the league who actually had worse efficiency stats off of play action than off of uh, straight passing plays. Hmm. All right. So, so go ahead. You you go ahead if you had another point to make. I was going to close it up. Well, so there's a couple of things I'd like to, to build off of, of the uh, spreadsheet that you've uh, that you published. And one of them was the percent of times that a quarterback was forced not to throw. And I was interested in that because, uh, you know, one of the common uh, uh, uninformed criticisms of Lamar is that he's a one read and go quarterback or maybe mm-hmm. he was that in 2018. So if you look at the percent of times that a quarterback was forced not to throw. So this is sacks and scrambles divided by you know, pass attempts plus sacks plus scrambles. And so Marcus Mariota led the league 19%. He was was, uh, forced not to throw. And then the immortal Jeff Driscoll, uh, Dwayne Haskins, and then Russ Wilson and Deshaun Watson, which is something we've talked about as guys Mm -hmm. who maybe aren't quite as impressive managing the pocket as, uh, as maybe we think they should be given how accomplished they are overall. Lamar doesn't. Go ahead. That's a, that's a great point. I think the other ratio that I think would be good to add to this spreadsheet would be the ratio of scrambles to sacks. Because you, you see a lot of the scrambles, first of all, they, they tend to be pretty good for everybody on this. I, and there may be no quarterback in the entire league who well, I see a couple who rushed for under four yards per carry uh, on their scrambles. So Teddy Bridgewater was at three point three and. Somebody else down here, Nick Foles was at 3.5, but most of the quarterbacks are higher than that, and a lot of them are over seven yards per scramble. So if you made the point back in a February article that these scrambles are extremely efficient plays for the offense because there's no negative yardage, right? If it were negative, it would be a sack. It would, yeah, you're right. So it's truncated the survey is what it's told you. So you really need to include these two things to have a fair representation of it. So the, 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 the ratio of scrambles to sack is also telling you how successful the quarterback was in terms of getting past the line of scrimmage. That's a, you know, a key differentiator right there. Right. So Lamar was the 10th most frequent fourth not to throw passer uh, after. So we mentioned the first five and then Josh Allen, Gardner Minshew, Josh Rosen, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick right after them. All right. And yeah, I mean, for every other quarterback in the league, an FNTP percentage that is high is bad. 
Yeah. Even for Jackson at 5.2 yards per play, that's below the, the Ravens average per play. So it's not great. But, you know, these are salvage value. These plays are forced not to throw. That's a bad thing. That's a win for the defense, as you mentioned earlier. So it's like, how much can you salvage for this? And think of it as the, the Ravens were going to release Anquan Bolden. They had to salvage what trade value they could. And they got a six for him at the time. <laughs> Yeah. Lamar's getting five yards. <laughs> and, and, and so this is uh, Lamar Jackson's 5.2 is more like what the Ravens got for Kari Vedvik. And the, <laughs> the, the minus 2.4 for uh, Matt Ryan is more like a normal Anquan Bolden returns you a sixth kind of return. That's a stretched metaphor, but I like it. <laughs> All right. Anything uh, else we want to go on about this? I'd like to say a couple more things. One is that uh, I lo- the, the way you're putting scrambles in with the pass plays with the passing game i think you're right kind of in the middle of the 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 analytic zeitgeist here right because on friday football outsiders published uh their um their article introducing their new version of dvoa for this season and they say the biggest change is that the tv team dvoa will now count scrambles as pass plays uh which is which is what you're doing here you're netting them in with sacks and and other dropbacks Right. So it's, I, I, I would agree. I think that's where they really belong. And then the Jackson run plays, uh, which we would separate from this, would be not as successful as his overall run average. But those would be you know, how you'd analyze the Ravens efficiency of the Ravens run game as well. Right. And so on those, that's 137 rushes for 777 yards now, now that we've factored out the scrambles from those. Okay, so what is that? Five and a half yards per carry? Maybe I'm just reaching for my calculator. 737 to 137? Yeah, 5.67 yards per carry. Oh, I got 5.38. But what did you say? Do I have the numbers right? Say it one more time. 777 divided okay. by 137. Okay, so it's the first the numerator I had wrong. Yep, 567. All right, terrific. Um, so I think we we still are pretty happy with Jackson's. Yeah. specific design runs at that level, but we're even more happy with what Jackson's running adds to the passing game. Yes. So the other thing that I think that you can do with this is uh, maybe we're getting a little far afield here, but my favorite simple stat for looking at quarterbacks is off of pro football reference. They have their adjusted net yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they, they take passing yards and they net out sacked yards and they divide that by attempts plus sacks. And they also uh, throw in an adjustment for like a bonus for touchdowns, uh, 20 per, and a, and a penalty for interceptions, negative uh, 45 per. It, but you the, had me until those last two adjustments. You know, right. I think the, 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 I, I agree that there probably should be something. And if they maybe they've looked at it and the 20 yards and the 45 yards seem like a correctly weighted thing. They, but it's, they feel they feel more like fantasy to me, right? If they were going off some some kind of EPA, then I would expect those values to be symmetrical, not as not as different as they are. But even you know even just netting out sacks, now you add in scrambles, and now you've got a, a, a more fully adjusted net yards per attempt or per dropback, I guess. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I. Really appreciated having you on, Jim. Thanks for making time on a busy Sunday. I know you had you had swimming before this, and uh, appreciate you making time for it. Uh, tell us, folks, where they can read your posts regularly, and maybe some recent posts that you've done. Well, so uh, I'm all over the uh, the 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 RSR message boards, the RSR forum. Uh, I'm probably wallpapering that as much as anybody is. Um, 
And I don't know that there's anything particularly interesting this week that I've put up there. There's just a, a lot of speculation about, you know, how the roster might go and what we might see this season. Now, did you hint that you were getting a Twitter account finally and joining the modern world? Uh, I did. And the only reason I got it was to follow people who tweet like you and, and Mike Tanier and Mina Kimes and people like that. But, uh, you know, I can't I can't keep my mouth shut all the time. I do. I do wind up making some comments. All right. All right. Lurker by heart. I, I hear yeah. you. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Jim, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Uh, if any other folks out there want to be on a on a film study short, I'd love to have you. Love the, the people we've met in this process. Uh, please just send me a DM on Twitter with two or three bullets on what you want to talk about. If it's a focused topic, it's an interesting topic. Uh, we'll be getting back to you real soon. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully have more of this coming up. Jim, thanks again for joining me. Thank you. I'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.